Hello and welcome to the Kick in the Creatives podcast, hosted by myself, Sandra Busby, and my fellow creative, Tara Roskell, offering you interviews, inspiration, motivation, and a gentle prod in the right direction. And for lots more information, challenges, and other useful tools to help you get creating, you can go to www.kickinthecreatives.com. And of course, this is where you can also find today's show notes. Enjoy the show. Welcome to episode seven and it is Tuesday the 27th of March as I record this and I'm really really happy because the clocks have finally gone forward here in the UK so we are in for some much longer days and they'll continue to get longer so this is my favourite time of year because longer days of course means more creative time. You know when Tara and I um, talked about making this podcast to go along with the site and um, also creating the Facebook group we just had no clue how well received we would be and quite honestly we're both pretty humbled by the response um we've had some lovely lovely messages um and some of you have even suggested some topics that you'd like us to talk about so please keep them coming because we're obviously here for you um the facebook group has just blown us away i mean we are now at um more than 200 people and that is just uh, 14 weeks which is crazy really you know and every single person in the group has just been so lovely and so kind and so helpful and it's just become this really really lovely place to be um some of you are posting on the group pretty much every day um, and we thought it'd be a really really um cool thing to try and get to know you a little bit better so we thought it might be a fun idea to do a mini interview with some of you and to publish them on our blog and the first one was with our very own julie mccabe so if you missed that um then you might like to have a, a look on the blog um it was lovely to get to know julie a little bit better Um, There are more of those mini interviews coming soon and we would love to hear from you if you want to be a part of that and if you would be happy to answer a few questions for us. Um, I just think it gives everyone a chance to get to know who we're talking to um, in the group. So if you'd like to get involved, you can email us at howdy at kickinthecreatives.com. Anyway, it's time to get on with today's show. But Before we do, one of the perks of being the one who edits this podcast is that every now and then I find a little gem and it's just way too precious to cut out. And frankly, there is nothing that Tara can do about it. So I'm going to let you listen and no doubt you're going to find it as amusing as I did. Enjoy. Well, in today's episode, we are going to be talking about the benefits of having a creative mentor. But before we get onto the topic, I've got to say, it's been so fantastic to follow what everyone's been doing for the March challenges, um, with Five Minute March being particularly popular, I think. So thank you so much to everybody who's been sharing their work with us on social media. It's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, By the time this airs, the April challenges will just have begun. And the challenges are um, Abstract April uh, and Imitation April. And there's another one which we're going to talk about in a moment. So Tara, do you want to explain what those two are, even though, you know, people are already probably doing yeah. it by now? Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're, we're behind the times again, aren't we? Or ahead of times, actually. We're, we're sort of two weeks ahead. Mm. So um, Abstract April, that is to, as, as the name says, to create an abstract painting every day 
of the months throughout the month. And if you haven't paid anything abstract before, and I haven't done much myself, have you done much abstract? No, never. I have never, ever. And I'll tell you what, um, I've heard it said before, oh, people hide behind abstract from blah, blah, blah. But actually, there is a lot to painting and abstract painting. You need to know quite a lot. And I think you can really tell someone who knows what they're doing and someone who doesn't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this and I've done a tiny little bit, but I need silly things like, for example, we needed something to go on our bathroom wall. <laughs> and yeah. so I just made some things in Photoshop, you know, just like I don't know, squares and patterns and that sort of thing. But I, I was thinking, you know, if you don't, if you've never tried it before, then maybe try, you know, looking at something really close up or look at something, take a photo of something and try and take the shapes out of it and place those shapes in a really pleasing pattern, something like that. And I'm sure people who do abstract will actually be crying now. At least <laughs> that, but... The thing is, the point of this challenge, you don't have to know what you're doing. It's about getting some, it's about, a, it's a learning process, isn't it? So yeah, you might well already know what you're doing with abstract. And if you don't, it's absolutely fine. It doesn't matter. Um, it's just all about having some fun and having a go at it, really. You never know yeah. what you might come up with. Because yeah, we've got the other one, which is imitation April. Now, this isn't literally copying a piece of art. Now, I know you get people where they do like copying a work for the masters. And we've actually got a challenge like that later in the year, haven't we? In June, I think yeah. it is. Yeah. But this one is basically to create a piece of art in the style of a famous artist, either dead or alive. And that's like paint, do a piece every day. It could either be a drawing, a painting, whatever you like, or you could just draw part of something. So you're not actually copying a work, but say, for example, I could look at the work of Picasso, but then I could do a drawing of my dog in the style of Picasso's drawing. So you're not copying a Picasso drawing. You're just taking the kind of gist and inspiration of their style and actually sort of painting or drawing it that way. So there are a few rules, though, to go with this challenge, and I think you're going to go through those, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I think it's really important just in case anybody does decide to emulate someone's style that's, you know, um, living. Um, so first of all, you must write the words inspired by beneath your drawing or your painting. Um, followed by the original artist's name and you should only emulate the style of famous artists living or dead so please avoid mimicking the style of current artists who are posting online um, well that's obviously unless you have their permission um and so who are you going to emulate then tara john bergerman <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it in again we might get him on yet uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I don't think I'm going to stick with the same people. Well, we haven't actually talked about what challenge we're doing because that's going to be later, isn't it? So, oh, um, oh yeah. but Let's yeah, I'll probably, I'll probably do a mix, but we'll talk about that a bit more, a bit more later. And we've got another April challenge, which um, we have only just revealed. So um, explain what that one is. Yeah, well, we saw how popular Five Minute March was because obviously it's a quick challenge that Anybody can fit five minutes in the day. And so we thought, well, maybe there's a thing that we do each month called a quick kick. And these challenges are going to be little challenges that you can do in 15 minutes or less. So the first one we've got coming up in April is to create a drawing every day using 10 strokes or less. And basically a stroke is counted from the moment you put your pen or your pencil, or your brush or whatever it is, put it on the paper to the moment you take it off. And we've got lots more of those quick kicks lined up throughout the year. Um, a couple are drawing upside down and drawing using your left hand. I think you're going to explain those a bit more. 
Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> these quick kick challenges, they're, they're not just designed to be a little bit of fun, um, even though they're obviously going to be a bit of fun, but they're designed to be really useful exercises for uh, all creatives. So, for example, um, the April challenge, which is the 10-stroke challenge, so that is designed to help you learn uh, which marks are most important to a drawing and which can be left out. Um, and then there's another challenge that hopefully will come up. Do you want me to go into another one or...? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we were thinking about um, doing one um, with a left-handed challenge. And you might sort of look sideways at that and think, well, what's the point? What's the point of that? But studies have shown that when we use our dominant hand, only one side of our brain is active. However, by using our non-dominant hand, both sides of our brain are active. So that's why um, when you, whichever your non, I mean, I'm right-handed. So if I was to draw with my left hand, I'd be exercising you know, my, the right side of my brain um, a lot more than I would if I was using my right. It's really interesting, isn't it? Really, really yeah, we, interesting. We had an email, didn't we, from Claire Dunphy? I don't know if you want to just mention that. Oh, yeah. It's funny because, um, I, yeah, I know already that she, uh, Claire will be joining in. Um, she actually emailed us and it was funny because it was only a few days after we'd already sort of drafted this um this challenge out and she sort of mentioned the book in her email drawing on the right side of the brain by Betty Edwards anyone who hasn't got that book I'd highly recommend it in that book there are actual exercises which involve drawing upside down so it, it just goes to show it's, it is a genuine thing it's not something you just do for a bit of fun it, it really helps um, and again the, the June challenge um, that involves drawing an image which has been flipped upside down um, and that also stimulates the creative side of your brain. It teaches you to see the way the artist sees. So one of the most common mistakes um, that people make when they're drawing is to just assume or just to draw what they think they see rather than what's actually in front of them. Um, but by flipping an image upside down, it forces your brain to see abstract shapes and it takes away the label of what the actual item is. Um, so, yeah, we did have a few reservations at first, didn't we, Tara? Because we weren't <laughs> sure be, how many it? people would be yeah. interested in these, what seemed to be pointless challenges. But I'm quite confident that anyone really interested in improving their drawing skills will want to join in. Um, I know that I'm probably going to do all of those ones, but um, we're just going to see how, how those three go, aren't we, Tara? And then decide how to go on from there. Yeah, I think we'd be really interested in hearing from anybody. Yeah, you know what they think about the idea of doing these challenges, mm. or if they if they've got other suggestions of things they like, yeah. you know, by all means get in touch with us. It's howdy at kickingthecreatives dot com. Tell us the sort of things you like. You know, you like yeah. doing because we'd yeah. love to hear. But obviously, we we want to um, make all of this fun, but we do also want there to be a point to the challenges and to actually help everyone improve so it's, it's getting that balance isn't it Definitely. but before we go any further I want to know Tara how did you find the March challenge because you did the mi mixed media didn't you yeah uh, well uh, obviously when we're recording this it's now towards the end of March um yeah and so I was doing the mixed media but I have been really busy lately so I've thrown in some five minute marches I think I said I was going to do that anyway so mixed media march yes I've really enjoyed but not as much as the faces so I'm starting to come to the conclusion at the moment that faces either of people or animals are definitely going to be one of the subjects I really love painting you could have done mixed media faces I know I could but <laughs> <laughs> because I was trying to find my creative style as per the last episode mm. Then I was trying to still explore and not narrow it down too quickly. So I was 
still trying to work with the prompts and see what I came up with. So I'm probably for the next challenge, I'll be throwing a bit more, a few more faces in there, I think. But um, yeah, I've enjoyed it. But also I've not enjoyed using the larger size paper. So I've been working on A4 for this challenge. So I'm going to go back. I think when you're doing a daily challenge, smaller makes it m- much easier to complete that, you know, that page quicker. Hmm, I'm not sure about that, you see, because we differ. Yeah, I like working on big, big page. And even if I do lots of small things on one big page, do you know what I mean? I, I, I like that. But yeah, everyone's You're different. You're still working small though, aren't you? You're still um, Funny enough, that all the ballerinas and things I've been doing, they're, they're quite big. Oh, right. They're not that small. Um, so they, I, one page really, but um, I've loved it. I've loved Five Minute March yeah. and I'm actually going to really miss it. But I've got a confession. I have a confession um, to make. <laughs> Yesterday I posted a ballerina. Yeah. One of my ballerinas is wearing a tutu. And um, somebody commented underneath and said, oh, you know, you're you're getting so much quicker putting all that detail. And I thought, well, yeah, I am getting a lot quicker. And, and I left it at that. Yeah. And then later on that day, I thought, hang on a minute. that Because what I've been doing is I've been doing my five minutes, setting my timer. Yeah. When the timer goes off, I've been photographing it. And then I've been carrying on with it just for a couple of minutes more to get all my, you know, because I'm yeah. quite liking doing yeah. these thick and thin lines and things, trying to, do you know what I mean? Make it a little yeah, bit yeah. dimensional. And uh, anyway, I realised yesterday that I'd used the wrong photograph. <laughs> I used the one that <gasps> cheated. <laughs> so I accidentally cheated. <laughs> so it, when I had, you know, done the first one, the actual tutu was just kind of like a round, kind of like a fine la- round line. There was no frills on it or anything. So yeah, I cheated yesterday. Sorry. <laughs> but I haven't been using any of the prompts at all. Um, I've actually used the challenge just to prove, um, sorry, to improve my figure sketching. Um, so I've been drawing mainly ballerinas and footballers and, and boxers as well. I know it's a bit, you know, a contrast, <laughs> but it gave me so many sort of positions to work with. And it really sort of um, helps, you know, to get to know the figure when you, if you're just drawing a person sort of standing there, um, it's not, it, you know that's a bit boring but when you've got somebody sort of doing pirouettes and leg up in the air and and kicking a football and jumping and all this it's I don't know it's it's more interesting anyway um I saw you say that um you know the kind of positions because you used to be a ballerina I did yeah I did was, was this as an adult or a kid and I all through well um yeah and I was sort of um, I got up to the stage of going on points. Those things are vile, <laughs> vicious things, honestly. <laughs> They're horrible. And I had um, people that um, I know that used to dip their toes in vinegar to make them <gasps> harder. But no, but I, I, I'd given up by then. So but you right weren't pirouetting around the kitchen as you were cooking or anything like that? Uh, I can still do adult. the splits. I can still <laughs> do the splits. I, I can, although these days I have to really warm up for a long time, about three days <laughs> before <laughs> I can actually do it. Or I have to drink a lot of vodka. <laughs> then I can do it really can do it really quickly. <laughs> you just can't get back up afterwards. No, 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 I can't get back up afterwards. But yeah, no, I, I um so I kind of it's weird. I, I think I've got a feel for ballerinas I can almost I can easily get into any of those positions (laughs) (laughs) but I just can't hold them anymore you used to have to sort of have hold your leg up and then you know um you'd have to hold it there for quite a long time and then put it down well now I can't I can't hold it because I'm not fit enough anymore oh I think you need to make a video 
What of me dancing? <laughs> That'd be an interesting dance video, wouldn't yeah. it? <laughs> um. Anyway, what I what I noticed over this like last month really is that the better I've got, I don't know whether it's that's the wrong way of putting it. The the more detail I was able to get in, um, the less I kind of liked them. Do you know what I mean? It's it's weird. Yeah. I, I can't immediately, isn't it? It's yeah. that. Yeah. I realised that my very earlier ones, not my very, very earlier ones, they were pants, but the, the maybe the from sort of day five onwards, um, maybe the sort of second week, I, I really like them. And now my later ones, I'm thinking, oh, just because I'm fit, I'm getting it down quicker. I'm kind of adding more. And I think that's wrong. Um, we've still got a few days left anyway. So I'm going to try and, I'm trying to, I'm going to try and get back to that, that kind of more minimalist thing. Yeah, well, I um, actually had a challenge idea based on you saying this, but I won't say that on air. Oh, no, okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Top later. secret. <laughs> but we, we had um, some really, really lovely messages um, from people people um, in the group telling us how much they've loved the challenges and how much that the challenges have helped them and how much they love being a part of such a friendly group and I couldn't agree more everyone is just so so lovely um and on that note if you are listening to our podcast um and you're enjoying that we would just be really really grateful if you could take a moment and leave us a little review on iTunes and this will help other people to find us too um and anyone who does leave a, re- a review, please let us know and we can give you a mention on our next show. Anyway, Tara, which yeah. April challenges are you going to be taking part in? Um, I am going to take part in all three, but and not at the same time. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick and choose, I think. I think I'm going to mix it up because I really oh. couldn't decide. Because abstract, I've not really done much before so I might do a little bit of that and then I might do a little bit of the imitation one and then when I haven't got much time I'm going to do the stroke one so yeah mix of all three and I think my abstracts are probably going to be a bit more semi-abstract than abstract because I'm not sure if I can do total but I might try total abstract who knows how about you I'm not going to do either of the main ones. I'm not doing abstract April because, um, well, uh, my 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 stuff is so far from being abstract. It's you know complete opposite end of the scale, and it's, I just know it's not me. As uh, much as I actually really enjoy looking at abstract, I just know I wouldn't want to paint it. Um, imitation April again. I think that would be a really really good challenge for people who are looking for their style maybe um, and just want to experiment with style. Um, and I don't really want to do that so I'm going to go with a quick kicks challenge because I think I need to put most of my learning time into sketching and drawing because that's that can get really neglected when you're a painter because you spend so much time painting um so I love if ever I can um you know keep my sketching skills up that's what I want to do so yeah the 10 stroke challenge um I might even use the prompts this time because I haven't been using them at all. <gasps> I know. Um, don't hold me to it, though. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I might not. You always say you struggle with sketching as well, don't you? You said to me before. I don't, I don't struggle with drawing. I can draw. I, um, that's not a problem to me. It's the speed for me. I kind of, I, I don't know whether I've always had it in my head that, you know, you get people sitting down and scribbling something really fast and they come out with this amazing sketch. And I think, well, how do you do that? Because I, I think it's just because I'm too careful. That's what it is. And I'm too worried about what the outcome's going to be. Um, yeah, so it's not really – drawing's never been an issue for me. It's kind of that sketchy yeah. – um, less is more Speed, kind yeah. of thing. 
and well I don't even know if it's about speed but maybe it's more about being too pedantic and my sketches aren't loose enough and free enough simply because I'm trying too hard to make it look like what it's meant to look like rather than just thinking get the feeling of it down do you know what I mean that's what I need to do yeah so today's episode is going to be all about having a creative mentor but we're actually encompassing the idea of having creative friends or allies as well those people who can either encourage you to create and improve they don't even necessarily have to be arty people just people who are gonna you know push you forward and urge you on I think um, we love how the challenges, like you said before, they brought together all these artists, you know, in the Facebook group to share their work. And even in there, we've seen people say, oh, you know, how did you do that? What materials did you use? You know, and it's all been very, very positive. And I think that's one thing you do need from a mentor. You need someone who's, you know, going to push you forward. They're, they're going to raise your confidence rather than kind of saying what you're doing wrong, even though you can do that constructively, which we're going to talk about later. So so what what do you think? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's quite true. We can all make some really important connection online um, connections online these days and genuine relationships can be formed and it's funny because um you know years ago when internet dating became a thing <laughs> me and Paul we used to think it was really weird um but now my opinion on that has completely changed because I've made some really genuine friends online and albeit I haven't met all of them but some of these people I've been in regular contact with for years and shared some really personal things um and as long as you're portraying yourself as honestly as you can then the world becomes a really tiny place and you can form genuine friendships I think with people that you would never have met otherwise um, yeah, so you don't necessarily have to have mentors you know personally. It's um, quite often, you know, your your best mentors are the ones you've never met. Yeah, I mean, we've never actually met, have we? Because we met online. Um, in case anybody doesn't know, basically, um, I think I heard you on another podcast being interviewed, and then I asked you to be on mine. And then we kind of hit it off afterwards and we chatted and then we co-hosted some episodes and that's how we eventually did some really crazy challenges and eventually led us to form Kicking the Creatives, even though we'd never, ever met before, which is kind of weird because now, yeah, we constantly text and encourage each other and we'll get weird texts as well. But, um, <laughs> but also now I've just actually got to read out my podcast notes because Sandra does the podcast notes and I need to tell you what I've got to say next. And it says, <laughs> and it says, explain how wonderful you think Sandra is. Feel free to elaborate that on that as much as you like. <laughs> so, I've now got to think of things to say. So, when Sandra and I connected virtually, I hadn't created a lot about art for years. And I think I might have said this in, in the last one. And I think by us having fun and doing things, and you also encouraging me because you sort of said to me, you know, get up an hour earlier, that sort of thing. And it started me doing these little doodles and it started me loving art again, which, which I guess you could, I don't want to say Sandra's my mentor because <laughs> that'll go to her head. But yes, you know, she sort of helps sometimes. So, you know, Meeting someone like that who just encourages you to start doing things again or start creating, you know, can really, really help. You know, I don't know what you think, Sandra, because I didn't put you a prompt that you had to say how wonderful I was. Hello? Oh, sorry, I was just giving you enough time to, you know, completely get everything out of your system about how great I am. <laughs> oh, sorry, do I need to say some more? 
<laughs> I just wanted to make sure you'd finished. <laughs> yeah, you, well, you're not bad either. <laughs> That's okay. unless you're not unless you're not actually you know who you say you are. Oh, that, mean, yeah, it could be. It could be some strange man from Nigeria. Yeah, you're an axe murderer. Oh my god, Maybe, you're yeah. a man. <laughs> No, it's quite right. We, I mean, we are almost certain that, to meet at some point, aren't we? Because we don't live that far away, to be honest, Northamptonshire and Sussex. So it's not, it's only a train journey away. So no doubt we'll probably meet somewhere in the middle at some point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I suppose well, we'll definitely become mentors to each other, haven't we? Because I mean, whenever we a bit, we're a bit like, oh, I haven't really got time for this. It's like, yes, yes, you have. We can do this. Yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I think, um, it, it, you know, it's scary, I think, to be a creative person these days when we've got to share so much of ourselves with the world and we're always worried about what other people might think. Um, and sometimes we might even experience negative things which can really crush our confidence. And, and this is where finding a creative mentor or mentors can be a really important thing. And I know that there's been times when I've said, oh, I can't put that up online. It's rubbish. And you've been like, yes, but, you know, and you've given me reasons to feel more confident about what I've done. Um, and Well, you need to show your flaws as well. Yeah. Don't you? Oh, I've got plenty of those. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, haven't we all? We have. Um, of course. But I, I think you, you need people to help you understand that we're all human and none of us are perfect and it's okay that, you know, you maybe yeah. you've, you've done this and it's not very good or whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, as well, what, what you really want is you want to find someone who can give you constructive criticism. Mm. Because, you know, you want someone to say, oh, yeah, that's not the best drawing you've done ever sort of thing. But you yeah. don't want someone to say, oh, oh that, that's awful. Because there's no point. You, what you want them to say, yeah, it's not the best you've done. But if you tried this, you know, this might you know really work. Or, yeah, it's not the best you've done, but that bit of it is really nice. Or that bit is starting. You're starting to get there with something. And I've had people completely cut me down in the in the past. About a year or so ago, it wasn't actually art, but I was learning some simple character animation software. I think I told you about this before. And I put this talking head cartoon up on Facebook. And someone came along and commented that basically it looked awful and their eyes looked like they were stoned. <laughs> yeah. So as ridiculous as it was that everybody else was saying, oh, these are so fun, you know, I love these, because I was going to make little social media cartoons. The pers this person in question, they'd mm. actually been an animator for years and they'd worked for places like Disney. So what he could have done, and which would have been really nice, was would instead of trying to publicly humiliate me and make me feel an idiot, he could have messaged me and said, um, I just want to give you a few pointers about, you know, of how you could improve your your animation. And that would have been really helpful. I'd have, I'd have been really pleased. But instead, you know, he just chose to do it in a way that basically made him, him look better and made me feel an idiot. So you want to make sure you find someone that can tell you the truth, but not completely crush your confidence. So, so do you think, you know, how do you think you go about getting a mentor or what mentors have you had? Oh, I've had, um, I've been really, really lucky to have mentors I've known both personally and mentors I've met online. Um, 
I mean, sometimes you can actually have a lot more in common with people you meet online than you do with people you know in person. Um, so you don't necessarily have to have met the person you consider to be your mentors. But um, as I say, I was lucky. I had a couple, <clears throat> I've got, well, my uncle Danny, he's, he's passed away. I've mentioned him before. He was a really important mentor to me. And also my friend, Kerry, I've known her since I was about four. Funny enough, we used to dance together. That's how we met. <laughs> um, and I still see her all the time. She's an artist and she's been a really important mentor to me over the years. Um, you know, it's her I used to draw um, with when we were kids. Um, she came from like a really arty family and I didn't. So um, if it wasn't for her, I may not have even found art in the first place. Uh, who knows? Um but I've also met some really, really important mentors online over the years. So uh, Tracy Fletcher King, for one. I mean, I interviewed her on episode four. She's She's been a, an amazing mentor to me. And um, Nicola McLean, she's been another one. And Suzanne Berry, all love, lovely people and brilliant artists. And they've all been really important to me. Um, Karen Boudin, she's another I'm sure I've missed some, but these are all people who I know I could ask for an honest opinion or some advice and I get it. And the same applies the other way around. And that's the whole point is developing a relationship to the point where you can really trust them and they can really trust you. And it's uh, just an honest relationship. How about you? Have you had some, have you ever had any mentors that have helped you on online or otherwise? Yeah, you see, I have this problem with the word mentor because I, I tend to see mentor as someone who... That, it's almost like that is what I want to achieve. So I'd look for someone who has already achieved that and then, you know, try and get advice and stuff from them. Whereas I think I've probably more had uh, creative allies, almost what you say, you know, where you could ask mm. each other things. You know, they could get advice from you, you could get advice from them. And I've done a few online courses. And one of them especially, the people from there, we all set up a private Facebook group afterwards. And in there, you know, for a couple of years, we would all put things that, you know, if we were stuck on something and we'd help each other. And then we used to have like regular check-ins. So we'd have a thing where you'd say what you were up to, what you were doing, what you were planning to do the following week. You know, if you needed any help, how other people could help you. So I, so I think that was really, really helpful. And, and those people all, also were the people when, when I started a podcast, for example, they all volunteered to be my first guest. So they were there prepared to support me, you know, even though I hadn't got an audience or anything. So it's just those people that you, you could really rely on. And I think, you know, I, I'm like you, I come from a family with no artists, really. Well, I've got a cousin, but you know, not when I was a kid, I didn't have any arty family. And I think sometimes family don't necessarily understand and they, they can sometimes say things um, not meaning to be, you know, they're meaning to be well-meaning, but it can shatter your confidence a little bit without them realising it. Uh, I know I'm in one group and an artist, she was just, she's actually doing really well and she's making lovely paintings and she's selling her work. But she said her mum still didn't think she was a proper artist because she wasn't painting in oils. Oh, gosh, yeah. that's an old-fashioned view, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like her mum doesn't mean anything by it, mm. but, of course, that does crush you a little bit. You know, and then I've had um, other people where I've heard of writers saying how their family say, oh, yeah, if I'm still alive when you ever actually get around to writing your novel. Which, <laughs> you know, like it's, yeah. And again, they don't mean it, but they just don't no. realise that it, 
it probably takes how long it does to you know to yeah. write these things and get it out so yeah so sometimes I think people online or other people might understand more how about you well my family are, are, are really good like that I mean I say I don't come from an arty family they weren't actively arty um my my dad was actually a photographer years ago um and my mum can draw beautifully <laughs> well, oh, she really? could. she certainly could she yeah. she says she can't anymore because her eyes are going but um she she could draw she was really really good at it so I think it was kind of there um but it, it, they just never did it when I was around so I think yeah. they kind of have an understanding of what's um I mean I know my dad would be the first to say there's something wrong with that composition <laughs> he really would although he's I've barely ever heard him criticize anything I've ever done but if he does he's very tactful about it so he'll say that's not my favorite one yeah. <laughs> but I never I never feel like oh god that's it I'm gonna throw it throw it away or anything like that I just think oh that's a taste thing you know yeah and my mum loves everything I do but she loved the first painting I ever did which was horrific <laughs> oh, <really? laughs> I mean I, I actually feel sorry for them because you know for the first few years I was just kind of giving them all these paintings oh look what I've painted <laughs> for you and then a few years later I realized they've still got some of these monsters on their wall and I'm like take them down god they're coming back to haunt me <laughs> yeah. and they did they did take them down <laughs> yeah they did and I'm so glad they did I think they knew that I'd sort of you know, come on a long way since then. This was obviously back when I very first started. Yeah. And, um, but they've been really, really good and encouraging and supporting and, and all that. Um, but there are, there is also the, the problem that, you know, parents, they are, uh, they are biased whether they want to be or not, even yeah. if they don't realize that they're going to be biased, aren't they? So, um, obviously that's where having someone that's a step back is, probably a good idea um and actually what you know you were saying about facebook groups what i've noticed about our own facebook group is i can kind of see conversations forming um quite regularly between particular people and i can almost see kind of a bit of mentoring going on already and i'm pretty confident that out of the group will come some really good um you know mentorship is that a word relationships yeah, coming sure out is. of it I'm sure but I mean there are other good ways is that I know what you mean you've, you've kind of got an idea in your head of what a mentor is and I think mine's yeah. slightly different than yours um to me a mentor isn't just someone who teaches you it's someone who also that you can kind of bounce off of if you know what I mean so one of you's feeling like you know I can't be bothered to paint I'm going through a lack of mojo and the other one will say hang on no you know this is normal you'll get through it and this is how you get through it and blah 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 um I know that Suzanne Berry and I we went through an artist block pretty much at the same time and it was just purely by chance that I can't remember if I emailed her or she emailed me um, I think it was me. I think I emailed her and said, oh, I'm going through such a creative slump at the moment. I'm feeling really rubbish. I haven't, you know, painted anything. I don't know what to paint. It was just one of those times. And um, she sent me back. I can't remember what this quote, I, I tried to find it actually, because I used to have it on my studio wall for a long, long time. Um, but then I moved studios and it obviously got lost. But she just sent me these this big quote that she'd made up. And it was, I had it on my wall. It was really, really good. I wish I could remember what it said um but it was sort of go to work my friend confident in in what you're doing and blah 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 I don't know what it was but it it was it was what I needed it was a real pep talk do you know what I mean yeah 
And um, and funny enough, she then followed that with a really long email saying that couldn't have been more, I'm trying to think of the word, but basically she was going through exactly the same thing at exactly the same time. How weird. Yeah, and that's when we actually came up with that thing. I don't know if you remember us talking about that on a couple of episodes ago, yeah. I think it was, where we decided that we would send each other a word, um, yeah. a random word, and we'd have to paint something that month to do with that random word and it, it it turned out from from going from a slump to us both being more productive in that sort of six months than we had been in any month prior to that so it was really really good and that was that I think a mentor can help keep you on track um it can, they can you know it's some someone to share ideas with someone to urge each other on um when you're going through a creative slump yeah, I think I think we've all been there. We know what it feels like, and so obviously, when somebody turns to me and says, "Oh, I'm feeling, you know, I'm lacking in mojo," I I want to help because I know how it feels, and that's sort of what a mentor is to me. It's not just about having someone I can learn from, or someone I can teach something to. It's about support, yeah. some kind of support. I think you can even be in a different creative field. I mean, you don't necessarily have to be both be artists even, do you? You, no. you know, you could have a writer and an artist. You mm. know, I, I know I've got a friend and she's she's more, you know, creative in business, but I've just spoken about this before. For a while, we'd have a project we were both trying to work on, different projects, but we would have regular Skype calls and we'd say, you know, how are you getting on with that? How's it going? You know, why haven't you done that thing you said you were going to do? And and then we'd say, we'd try and help solve the problem for the other person. You know, if we could, how could we help them get, get going again? And, and just something like that can just, it just keeps you going. It's that momentum, especially when you're working on your own. And I think you can really find that, you know, online, like we've said before, definitely. You can form even mastermind groups. I did try that once you know, where you get together with a few people and you try and have a, a call with them. Didn't actually keep going that long, but I know there are entrepreneurs online who who do that. So they'll have regular calls, like I was just saying, but it might be a group of them. And, and there's no no reason you can't start that sort of within the Facebook groups even, you know, a group of you get together and you decide you're going to have a call every now and again. So when you're saying, I don't understand these calls then, you're talking about having a, like a video conference almost. Well, basically, the one I've been on, I actually didn't organise it. One of the people from that Facebook group from ages ago, she organised it. I don't even know it was a hangout, but it was one of these kind of video conferencing thing. And there was probably about seven or eight of us. And so we could all see each other on, on the screen and we could all talk. And she basically chaired it so that we didn't all talk over each other. But I remember we were basically just saying what we were up to, what we, what our hopes were, what you wanted to do next. Um, but one of the other girls, I remember she was actually driving. She was driving from Paris to somewhere else. And you thought, I cannot talk to you while you're on the phone. <laughs> she had it on like a hands-free thing and she wasn't looking at it or anything. But we could see her because the kind of the phone was pointed to her. But but the whole thing was just about because we hadn't actually met each other, it was almost like putting a face and a voice to the to the person. And um, so then you felt like you knew them more and yeah, and we were all there trying to support each other, basically, and that continued afterwards. And even now, those same people, if I put something up on Facebook, they will try, if they see it, they will try and share it for me. If I ask a question, they will be, you know, some of the first people that will come on there and, you know, try and help me with it. 
So, you know, that support goes on for a long time. Is there like an audio version, though, so you don't have to wear like a ball gown? (laughs) (laughs) I think you can can make them audio open because like Skype at the moment (laughs) that we're on, you can... um, you can have multiple people talking on Skype, just do it voice only. So then you yeah. can wear your onesie if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had, I, had an, I had an incident recently. <laughs> Shall I, I, know I tell, yeah, I I tell everyone about, people about this? Go on then. <laughs> so so I, um, a lovely, lovely lady um, asked me recently if she could interview me on her podcast. Now, she's from a long, long way away, um, the other side of the world, and there is a 13-hour time difference. And um, so normally, like when we record our podcast, Tara, it's like first thing in the morning, isn't it? Yes. Um, yeah. And uh, it just didn't – that didn't work for her, obviously. So um, the time that worked for her was sort of late on in, in my sort of evening time. So I'd done all the normal things, you know, did the dinner, had my shower, got my pajamas on. <laughs> my, my hair was wet. I had no makeup on. I had my pajamas on. And my pajamas are these kind of <laughs> fluffy. I tell you, I'm going to destroy any image of myself. <laughs> my, my pajamas are these fluffy things. And I've got across the top, it says, cuddle me. <laughs> in, in, like in letters five. Across my chest. <laughs> Anyway, we do our our um, recordings obviously by audio. I think we've done once or twice FaceTiming, but generally speaking, we're audio because it's just easier and um, and less distracting, I suppose. But anyway, so I I was um, ready at the computer at the time specified, and then I expected it to just be the normal <laughs> kind of ring, and I pick up the phone and we start chatting. Anyway. Um, it wasn't. I, I picked up the phone and I could see myself on the screen. <laughs> and as soon as I saw it, I just, I nearly died. I kind of slid down like a melting candle off of my stool <laughs> onto the floor. And I saw this kind of jumper <laughs> that I'd sort of put, taken off earlier on. And I was kind of quickly trying to put that on. Oh, I was hilarious. <laughs> I mean, if you'd have been a fly on the wall, you'd have been hysterical. But um, I don't, I to this day, I don't, I think what it was is, she wasn't hearing me and I wasn't hearing her. And I think what she did is she went on the screen um, to try and show me that, you know, she, she could hear, hear me, um, but she couldn't, but I couldn't hear her or something. But of course I could see me in this little window. I, I honestly don't know whether she could <laughs> see me or not. She could see you. <laughs> that was so funny. Oh, <laughs> But that's um, your only video conference and experience. Yeah, it wasn't very good. <laughs> it was much better when we went to audio. We were fine after that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just starting to think, actually, I did do another video conference. I guess that was almost, I don't know if you'd call that a mentoring thing, but basically that was with other authors. And I'd sort of co-written like a cartoon book with someone. And that was a group, somebody else organised this again. and But it was, but it was everybody just talking about the book said created that that was quite nice it's getting it's that sense of you know everybody on the same boat kind of thing if you know what I mean share and sharing like you say sharing what what's yeah. a great book even things like that oh I, you know I've read this and I'm sure it would help you with what you're doing that kind of thing well this was more that everybody had written a book so they were talking about how they'd created their book and yeah. you know how they got the idea and what it was about yeah just just really you know quite nice 
Yeah, by doing what we're doing now. I mean, we've met some amazing creative people, haven't we? Pretty similar to us. And I think that's helping us make new new connections as well. It's lovely. Yeah, I mean, definitely doing doing podcasts for, for a start, but then, then building the kick in the creative site. There's so many people we've connected with in that group now which is going on social media and and you find even if if we put out a question so many people will answer it and you just get to learn a lot about you know from those little snippets of answers you get to learn a lot about different people and I mean I don't really know locally hardly any artists no it's something I really miss really so sort of meeting you online and you know meeting other creatives is basically the only way I talk anything arty you know by doing this um, so yeah, I definitely think that's sort of one of the ways you kind of make these connections. So, so how do you think you go about finding a mentor? Uh, well, <clears throat> I think one of the best places at the moment is our Facebook group. <laughs> I really do. I think um, as well as our group, though, there are lots of other art-related groups. It's a really good place to find like-minded people, and like what you're saying about us having phone calls and and when a creative person speaks to a non-creative person it's the difference between someone drunk talking to someone sober (laughs) you're just not on the same wavelength do you know what I mean yeah so sometimes I can say stuff and my husband Paul he he just looks at me I mean I'm sure that's why he loves me really (laughs) he looks at me like I'm an absolute like what on earth is she on about now do you know what I mean it's this this sort of look of bewilderment in his eyes and I see it so often <laughs> and it's actually quite nice sometimes to have a chat with someone on the phone and that and I just know that they get me do you know what I mean yeah. they just get me and um I think he finds it quite amusing um, I do that to Kevin I do this thing and I say to him something like I've got an idea and he's like oh god no <laughs> <laughs> Normally, if I say that to Paul, though, it involves some kind of DIY. Oh, right. <laughs> no. And funny enough, he's actually quite good. Sometimes he'll come up with ideas for me. He'll say, I just thought of a really good idea for a painting that you could do. And, and oh, I think that's, yeah, he's actually quite good like that. Yeah. yeah. I, know, I know you said before how he's really good at spotting, is it compositional yeah. things? Because he's colorblind. Yeah. Well, I learned this from Rosa Branson and I learned men who are colorblind, they spot patterns much much more quickly and also composition errors so if something doesn't look right to them they'll spot it straight away whereas even someone like us who understands composition they might not see something and this was true of a bu- I did a, a bubble painting a few a couple of years ago now and it was all these bubbles floating along a canvas and there was a goldfish swimming around inside one of the bubbles but when I was sort of drawing out all the bubbles on the canvas, I said to Paul, right, I've done all these bubbles, but is this, can you see anything that I'm not seeing that's wrong about this composition? And it was really funny because he just said, well, there's a line, like a diagonal line that goes down from that bubble to that bubble. And I, as soon as he said it, I saw it straight away and I thought, no I need to break that line up but it, yeah. I didn't spot it but he did yeah. um so Rosa was actually right and he's really really helpful like that whenever I do anything on my canvas before I ever pick a paintbrush up I always get him to have a look right what's wrong with this is there anything wrong with it and yet he hasn't got an artistic bone in his body but he can spot a composition error. He's a composition mentor he is and yeah. Charlie's really good as well he often comes in and say oh he'll come and look at a finished painting and he'll say 
I really like that. The only thing I can spot is this. So it's really, sometimes it's really useful. And actually, sometimes it's really useful to have mentors like that who are not remotely artistic because essentially, if you want advice on a painting you've done, sometimes it's good to get an opinion from someone who is going to be the person looking at the artwork on a wall that isn't an artist because it's nice to know what they think, isn't it? Rather than just what an artist thinks. I just think as well that we need to tell people that Charlie is actually your son in case they think... Oh, yeah. Charlie's, by the way. Charlie's your boyfriend or something. (laughs) (laughs) I'm glad you spotted that. But no, I mean, it's great to have a bit of, you know, mentors from all kinds of areas, really. But it's just nice when you you get to know like-minded people people and people that are in the same kind of mindset as you yeah I mean I would actually say as well if you are looking for a mentor you know start reading blogs I know blogs you may say they're a bit old-fashioned now but I'd still go and try and find artist blogs whose work you like look at social media for people's work you like you know watch videos and listen to podcasts because the majority of those people if you reach out to them and ask for advice they're going to help you unless they're massive, you know, so they've got this absolutely huge audience. The chances are they're going to respond to you. I know I still get, um, I get emails every now and again from people via, you know, different blogs I've got from the past, even from years ago, you know, just asking me something. And, you know, if, if they're polite, you'll re- respond just how well, you know, I've reached out to people and I've asked them a question. And so the majority of people, you know, you can start like that with a little question then maybe you do something for them so you start sharing their work you can build up a little relationship that way do you know it's funny you should say that because all of the um uh, on mentors that i've met online um bar you have all been through blogging yeah but i don't know if that would i think blogging seems to have changed really dramatically in the last sort of two years because back then everyone was commenting on on blogs i mean i used to put a blog blog post on and within 48 hours i'd have about sort of 15 20 comments and and i'd be always always sort of going around to blogs of people i enjoy their work and having a look and leaving comments and things like that um it's interesting because a lot of the blogs that i used to follow don't exist anymore they've just stopped blogging um and I barely ever get comments on blogs now because I don't know if anyone's really kind of I, I think everyone's so sucked into Instagram now aren't they and things yeah, like that I think it's definitely switched to more social media so yeah. I think because the immediacy I think everyone kind of more wants that immediacy whereas like I, I used to be like you you know I'd perhaps have you know loads of comments I'd write something and then I'd go to all those people that had written the comments and I'd be commenting on their stuff as well and you actually used to feel like you were getting to know these people through doing this yeah uh, which I think is what you do with social media but it's very much in like smaller snippets I think I, don't I, do, I think you get less sense of someone's personality on uh, from small snippets on yeah. something like Instagram whereas with a blog I know for one thing on a blog post I'll sort of spew out <laughs> everything <laughs> and waffle on and I'll be kind of me really yeah. on a blog post whereas on Instagram being that I am a waffler um, it's hard for me to really show who I am because <laughs> I'd, I'd need 10 pages I can't waffle no yeah. so it's, it's hard it's not quite as easy I think but I suppose Facebook that's where Facebook's better you can at yeah. least you can start having conversations you can private message and you know it's a bit easier um, but yeah blogging's not the same but that's that's 
basically how I met Tracy um, and Suzanne and Nicola McLean, all of those people that I've, and Karen Badan, another she's another one, and they're all absolutely fantastic artists, and I met all of them through blogging, and they've yeah. always been absolutely lovely to me, and I've always been really forthcoming to them as well. Yeah, I think there's one other way, and that is um, of sort of having a mentor is to actually read books, read books by the people you admire if they're a big artist or you know an entrepreneur, whoever it is. Because um, I know I go through I go through phases where I'll just <laughs> binge read stuff like that. I got I got really into reading loads of stuff about entrepreneurs at one point, but I'll also read like books that someone's written about creativity but you know they put bits of their life in it and you kind of you always get that mentorship through a book I know it's not a sort of same sort of two-way thing but it's definitely a way you can learn as well I get that I do get that because uh, and podcasting as well it might be people listening to us and seeing us as their mentors and I did when I um I used to listen to guess who (laughs) Guess who I'm going to say? Danny Gregory. (laughs) Well, I didn't say the name. You said it. But, yeah, he had a podcast. It was called Shut Your Monkey. And, um, yeah, I listened to that because that was all about inner critics. I don't think he does it anymore. But I listened to every one of those episodes, and that was great. That was almost like having someone who was encouraging and it wasn't a two-way thing. Um, But it still felt like that person was helping because they're still talking to you, even if they're not, you know, face to face, they just happen to be talking to everyone else as well. Yeah, definitely. If anyone would like to find a mentor, I do think join the Facebook group. If you haven't already, um, the people in it are just so lovely. And I think you'll find yourself beginning to form conversations with people and getting to know them a bit. Do you think you end up emulating your mentors? So do you think, you know, if you become a mentor for someone, they're going to be wearing cuddle me pajamas. <laughs> that would be that would be a bit freaky. <laughs> that would almost be stalkerish. <laughs> I think we need our own brand. Yeah, I do. Well, that's your department. All right. So last week's question or last episode's question was, "What subject do you least like painting and why?" Now, do you want to kick off the answers? Yeah, I can do. I've got some nice, easy ones to read this time. Cheryl Martin. Animals can never get them to look real and in proportion and often wonky eyes and noses that would never breathe. Angela Murphy, um, buildings and solid structures. I don't like straight lines or anything that's rigid. I prefer living things. I like the softness and emotion. Um, and Mariam Plowman says, people, I love the actual figures, but I can never capture the essence of the individual faces. I always feel that the face looks one dimensional. For years, I just refused to add any features at all, which I thought at the time was more interesting and certainly more pleasing than the grotesque, desperate, fat, fat faces, sorry, flat faces I always depicted. <laughs> Um, (laughs) Mumsy Savo uh, Structured forms and figures Are slightly disabled in left hand Which for some reason Affects the way I visualise lines By the way I don't do painting Unless it's walls And uh, Jen McCleary she says Faces and people Especially if it's an actual portrait Either it looks like the person or it doesn't And it really triggers my inner perfectionist so I've got Dorothy Walker. She says animals. My cats always look like roadkill. That made me laugh. She, <laughs> she then drew a cat straight afterwards, which I thought was quite funny. Um, Ginny Crane faces. Did it look like roadkill? Did it look like roadkill? 
no, I thought that's right. She she drew it from the back, so she got away without putting the features on. Okay. <laughs> okay. So Ginny Crane, faces, especially noses. They always look like they've been in the fight. And I've got Kelly Art and things. Cars, well, vehicles of any type. Lots of lines that need to be accurate for very little colour award. Although I have seen an ancient decaying lump of a tractor on the edge of a field that looks interesting. Old stuff always looks interesting, doesn't it? It does, it does, unless it's your face in the mirror. Yeah. <laughs> We've talked about that before, haven't we? Off air, I think. Yeah. Uh, Claire Dunphy, horses. I've never been able to draw a horse that doesn't resemble a completely different four-legged animal. And then we've got Alestrum Vasali. I hope I've pronounced that right. Animals, though, some I don't mind. I can't seem to make them look interesting or cool. That and buildings. I'm not good with straight lines and perspective. I think that's it. Okay, so we'll ask this week's question now. Um, and this week's question is, what is your favourite piece of art you have ever created and why? So what is your favourite piece of art you have ever created and why? So, Tara, where can people give us their answers? Uh, you can tweet us your answers at Kick Creatives or join the Facebook group. We'd love to have you in there. That's just the Kick and the Creatives Facebook group. Uh, we've also got an Instagram called Kick and the Creatives as well. Yep, yep. And don't forget to pop to our website at kickinthecreatives.com to find out how you can take part in some of our upcoming creative challenges and also sign up for our newsletter where you'll get um, advance notice of any um, up and coming challenges um, along with all notifications of all the podcasts. And that's it. I think we're, we're done. done. We're, we're done. So we will see. Uh, well, we'll chat again um, in a couple of weeks. Yep. See you soon. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, flush your ears off. I have a really loud sneeze. It's very embarrassing. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed the episode. And if you did, perhaps you'd like to share it and leave a review for us on iTunes. Back soon. 